Grit is what separates fruitful lives from the aimless. That's a quote by John Ortberg. The standard definition of grit is the firmness of strength or spirit. In this episode of the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, Devon and I will break down our definition of grit and provide you six tips to help you cultivate grit in your workplace. So get your barbecue, honey mustard, or Polynesian sauce, because there's going to be plenty of golden nuggets for you to gobble up in this episode. Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Welcome back to the Legacy in Leadership podcast presented to you by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. Uh, this is a show where you learn how to live as a leader worth following, how to develop others to do the same, and in doing so, leave a legacy for generations. Uh, I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., uh, along with my co-host Devon Watts Jr. And if you're new to uh, to the podcast or maybe you're a loyal listener, definitely make sure that you like the episode and give us a review. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, make sure that you like the video, that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, if you're inclined, go ahead and leave us a comment. Uh, but more importantly as well, besides subscribing, is make sure that you share. Share this content with somebody that you know would definitely get a lot of value out of it. Uh, they say sharing is caring, so make sure that they understand that, that you care. Let them know about the Legacy and Leadership Podcast. I'm sure they will not be disappointed. Um, we definitely want to make sure that we get right into this uh, episode. So if you are ready, make sure that you have your shovels together because we are going to be digging some golden nuggets up for you today. Uh, in this particular episode, coming off the heels of our first installment uh, of the Mentor by Adversity series and talking about Kobe Bryant uh, and the Mamba mentality and really deconstructing uh, his leadership style, we talked about his ability to persevere, his hard work, his pursuit for excellence. Uh, so this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about grit and really defining what is grit. And then we're going to give you six tips to help you cultivate grit in the workplace with you and your team. Um, so I hope that you're excited because we're excited again to get into this, uh, this next episode and break all of this down for you guys. Yeah. Um, how you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. And like you said, uh, you know, just excited to be able to break this down for our, our legacy leaders or our listeners. Um, especially like when it comes to the topic of grit It's funny, man. Um, and kind of preparation for this, I was just you know, really marinating on the word grit, and I kept thinking about Westerns, like okay. like Westerns, right? Like um, for anybody that has listened to us before, you know that I've talked about the impact that my, my great-grandmother, my granny has had on me. And, um, you know, we did an episode uh, called Green Thumb Gardener where I just kind of mm -hmm. shared some tips that I learned from her, observing her while she was gardening. Well, I was also blessed enough, you know, maybe because my family got started early, um, but for my great, great grandmother to be around when my great, great grandmother was actually alive. Right. And so my granny, my great grandmother and her mother, my great, great grandmother, who we call other mama, um, occupied the uh, the same the same home. And so while my granny would be out in the yard, uh, my other mama, my great, great grandmother, she'd be mostly in the den watching TV. And there was only two things that we really watched with her um, when I was a kid. Um and God bless the dead. She lived to be 106 before she passed. But there's only two mm -hmm. things she, she that we used to watch as a kid. We used to watch a whole bunch of wrestling because she loved wrestling. <laughs> and that's how I first got introduced to wrestling. We used to watch a bunch of, like, Western movies, right? And so when I think about grit, I just think about, like, the main characters in those Westerns, you know, those Western movies where they're they're going out into the unknown and they're trying to make a way, right? And um, all the, the only bit of law that they have is... Um, you know, their Bible and their gun on their side. And, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're up against all of these perilous challenges. Right. And so I 
feel like it's kind of fitting when you talk about the importance of grit as a leader, because a lot of times as leaders, right, we're doing that. We're going off into these new frontiers, these uncharted areas, and we're trying to create a way. We're trying to create a path. Right. And sometimes the only the only law, the only resources we have are the things that we're able to carry with us. And we don't know what challenges mm-hmm. are on the horizon. We don't know what we're going to be faced, but we know that we're going to have to dig deep and we know we're going to have to overcome whatever those challenges are in the hopes of establishing something greater in this unknown frontier. And so um, I just think it's fitting like for us to start talking about grit and to really break down the tips associated with grits, because if you're an entrepreneur, um, if you are a business runner, if you're just a, a, a new budding leader, inevitably you're going to run into these uncharted situations and you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to have to tap into something that maybe you haven't had to tap into before in order to lead through it. Um, and I think that we have some really good tips that we can provide for our leaders based off of the things that we've learned, we've experienced um, that can actually make this intangible, this intangible concept at times of grit very tangible and very actionable um, if you follow the things that we're going to be breaking down for for our listeners. So I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, what is grit? Like in its basic terms, grit is perseverance. It's perseverance and, and it's passion uh, for meaningful long-term goals. Uh, it's easy to to set short-term goals uh, or to chase kind of, again, easy goals that you can just achieve very, very quickly. But it's those long-term goals, again, that you know it's it's a career move. It's it's this aspiration that you have in your life, and you have to have that perseverance, which helps to build that grit along the way. And, and it's, as you mentioned, it's that, that capacity to persevere because especially when you're talking about long term, right? The the longer that that horizon is for you to uh, attempt and do the things that you need to do to reach that goal, inevitably things are going to happen. Challenges are going to come up. There's going to be obstacles that you're faced with. So how do you persevere even in the face of those obstacles and still find a way, push forward and make things happen for yourself? Uh, so in essence, again, that, that really is what we're talking about when we say the word grit. Uh, any other thoughts and ideas come to mind for you? I think you summed it up perfectly, man. Like you said, it's just it's tapping into to that that reservoir of energy, of passion, mm. of what your why is, um, so that you can get through what seems like an insurmountable situation. Because I can think about a couple of instances as a leader, um, some that are you know um, I would say to be expected. You know, like whether you're you know inter you know a new business venture or maybe you have a you know bad financial performance and you have to be able to lead the organization through that and have to figure out like how do I keep people on board and motivated and inspired um that I've personally experienced where I've had to tap into grit and then also the unexpected situations like um, I share with you um, because I know you and I like we recall this uh, this moment like literally the building falling down around us right like the roof caving in and you're just like in the 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 debris of what's left and having to tap into grit to say like how do i get this operational in you know less than 24 hours to make sure that people can can eat and people can make money like nobody there's i don't think there's a single person a leader that i've talked to that would have told me that hey you'll probably you may actually run into this one day um as an example and so be prepared to um to tap into grit and so um yeah man i i just think about uh, being able to, to dig deep and tap into that different level of energy capacity for resiliency that's needed um, when you talk about uh, grit. Definitely think about that scenario. And I just think about, again, even kind of a, that was a, a moment in time, right? Uh, and, a, and a couple of days that we were going through that scenario. Uh, but even working for a company that was in the, the mothership, was in the midst of bankruptcy. Uh, while that's happening, our specific line of business we're hoping right and preparing to to possibly be sold uh but with all of the uncertainty there was layoffs at that time and the the perseverance that was needed to get through that time to to still cast vision to 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 put confidence into our team that was looking at us and looking at the leaders uh, of you know in this particular situation of the call center and 
Like, how are they going to respond? What are they going to say? And in the midst of all of that, you know, we started this hashtag do more work campaign and like had people excited about doing more work because we knew that that push and that drive is what was going to get us through that that point in time and help us to persevere and come out of that and, and come out winning. Um, so, yeah, definitely a lot of examples that we have of that, uh, again, from, you know, our, our many, many years of working together and not together, but just within, you know, within that space. Um, good times, man. Definitely good times. Uh, we have some some good war stories that have definitely chiseled us along the way. All right. So we, we basically have given you guys a uh, for our listeners out there, legacy leaders, again, kind of a, a basic terms, what grit actually means. Uh, but now we're going to get into six tips that are going to help you to cultivate grit in the workplace. And we say in the workplace, maybe you are an entrepreneur, you're a small business owner, uh, regardless of the space that you're in. Um, maybe you have a small team, maybe you have a large team where, you know, you're, you have managers and hundreds of people that you're responsible for, whatever that, that scenario that you find yourself in, how do you help yourself and your team, no matter how big or small, again, cultivate that grit. Um, so tip number one is to pursue your passions. If it's something that that you're passionate about, usually like you haven't necessarily mastered it yet, right? So as you continue to pursue mastering this this skill, uh, this this knowledge base that you're after, the more you continue to do that, like it inspires you and it drives you to continue to move forward. Um, again, thinking about you know some of our our recent experience, there was a time where. I realized because you know, I was being asked as I left corporate America and then came back, um, and especially after you know Trinity Fitness closed down and having conversations with you and with our good friend Richard and a couple of other people. It's like, what is what is Jimmy going to do? You know, does he want to be in operations or does he want to do this L&D thing? And I was like, no, like this is what I'm passionate about. Like, I really want to continue to go down this path. Um, and I wasn't you know, there was still a lot that I had to learn, you know, through that time. But the fact that I, I knew there was opportunities for me to learn and to continue to grow again, that fueled my passion and it helped me to push forward uh, to to really become a learning and development or a training and development professional. Uh, so pursue your passions. And as you continue to do that, that's going to help drive you through, again, any challenges and any difficult times that you may come across. Yeah, I agree, man. I think when you're when you're working on something that you're passionate about, you don't see adversity as a roadblock. You see it as a rest stop. Right. And, you know, when I think about the difference, right, that rest stop means is an opportunity to to reassess, to regather, to replenish, to re-energize, and then continue along the journey, right? Um, when you're working on something that you're not necessarily passionate about, the minute that you run into some resistance, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You're like, oh, well, I ain't really like this anyway, right? I wasn't meant to do it, and this is my sign, right? Where when you're working towards something that you're passionate about, even those like it's easier to celebrate kind of those small wins, those small, those small victories. And when you're able to overcome adverse situations, again, you're re-energized, you're energized by it. Right. Because you're like, man, I'm a step one step closer. I have something new in my arsenal, something new in my mm -hmm. toolkit. Um, it's, you know, the pursuit of things that we're passionate about that allows us or motivates us to continue to do it, even when we're not being compensated for it, right? Like when we're not getting paid for it, right? Which I think is uh, a criti critically, com uh, critically important component when you're talking about grit and when you're talking about being able to overcome, because at times you don't know if the reward is guaranteed, right? Going back to the, um, you know, the example I was sharing about how grit makes me kind of think about people going out into the frontier and the Westerns and Western, you know, Western uh, movies and cowboys and all that good stuff. Like, think about all those folks that really ventured out across the United States into uncharted territory with the hope, the passion of, you know, exploring the unknown. Right. And. Um, there was no guarantee that where they ended, where they would end up at, you know, would be flush with riches of gold and oil and all that stuff. Right. Like what is going to motivate you to wake up the next day? And after, you know, after you've had a trying hell of a journey so far, 
right, and you finally put your head down and you wake up the next day, what's going to motivate you to say, all right, let me pack myself up and keep heading forward instead of turning around and heading back? And so mm-hmm. that's why, you know, it's, you know, when we talk about these things, whether it's goal setting, whether it's grit, whether it's all of these things that we've been laying the foundation for and kind of talking about um, with our legacy leader community, we always come back to understanding your why we always come back to making sure that that's clearly defined. Because if you understand your why you understand your passions, you understand what's what motivates you. It's you're ensuring that, that you're putting yourself in a position to continue to demonstrate or to demonstrate at a high level of resiliency to demonstrate grit because again, once you've run into those challenges, you won't view them as roadblocks, you'll view them as rest stops. Um, and so, um, yeah, man, just pursuing your passion is so critically important. I mean, hell, I learned that, you know, I think I learned that from you very early on when I was just, you know, talking about, you know, new opportunities that um, uh, were being presented to me, right? And, you know, um, I've passed this word on to plenty of leaders in my time about, you know, you can't, you know, money can't be the only motivator. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think that you get that on day one, like what's going to motivate you after the first paycheck to continue to demonstrate the same level of passion, focus, intensity. Right. And it really comes down to doing what you're passionate about. Um, some of the highest, you know, compensated, you know, feels right. Like whether it be, you know, you know, medical, like me becoming a doctor or something like that, like I have no passion in so I can pursue it. But um, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be fulfilled, even if I reach, you know, that that level of success that I that I set out on. Right. It's really about being fulfilled. And then by pursuing your passions and being fulfilled in your passions, um, you know, making sure that you can obviously, you know, you know, uh, eat and take care of your family, obviously. Right. Um, But again, first and foremost, it's about your passions and being fulfilled. Yeah. And just. You know, I, I definitely encourage all of our legacy leaders out there to to hopefully find and and, and if you need a coach or talk to a coach, uh, we'd be more than happy to, to assist you in like really finding out what you're truly passionate about and, and helping to, to figure out or at least clear up a little bit kind of what your purpose is. Uh, but in the work environment, especially if you're working for somebody else, you know, sometimes they're giving you work. Right. And you're not necessarily going to be passionate about everything. So it's how do you find how do you find meaning even in those moments in those situations? Uh, and while there were definitely things that I was passionate about, you know, finding meaning in developing my team and helping them get to the next level, um, and even viewing you know my workplace as a mission field, you know, and sharing my faith with people. And and at times where there was other stuff that wasn't as fun to do but when i when i focused on those passions it gave me more meaning in my job and what i was doing to again to be able to push through some of those difficult times um so pursue your passions uh definitely again find meaning in the things that you do super important for our legacy leaders to do that um and since we mentioned legacy leaders and you said the legacy leader community i just want to remind all of our listeners and viewers uh, if you haven't joined us yet make sure that you do so uh, on facebook in the legacy leader community Uh, again the community is growing we have a lot more content that you're not necessarily going to get in the podcast Um, every wednesday we're going live for cold brews and convos with your l3g coaches uh, and we're just teaching Uh, we love to teach Uh, we love to have these conversations but we also love to teach so that's an opportunity for us to do that Um, there's a lot more uh, reports and and information that you're going to be able to get just resources that are available to you again in our facebook group legacy leader community Um, so go check it out if you haven't done so uh, and we'll again continue to get into the next five tips coming up really really quickly for you guys Uh, so tip number one how do you cultivate grit in your workplace uh, as an entrepreneur uh, a business professional, whatever that space you find yourself in. Number one is to pursue your passions. Number two, and we did talk about this last week, uh, practice. (laughs) We're talking about practice (laughs) and some of the difference between a great player like Allen Iverson and a great player like the late and great Kobe was uh, practice makes perfect. Mm. Right. And they also say perfect practice makes perfect. perfect. Um, 
but people who who cultivate grit like they work hard for success again if you haven't listened to it yet go back to the last episode listen to how we broke down the mamba mentality and really deconstructed that from a leadership perspective but we talked about that hard work that somebody like kobe and others put in to allow them to achieve that greatness regardless of the skill set uh, and the talent that they were blessed with that was only going to take them so far. And even as great as that may be, you, you become one of the greatest mm -hmm. in whatever your space is when you take that skill and that hunger and you practice and you work hard and you truly, truly become uh, a master at what it is that you do. Um, so practice makes perfect, y'all. You just have to make sure that you, you develop your skills, put that time in and put that work in to really get great at whatever it is that you do. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're into sales, you know, continue to work on, um, you know, customer acquisition and resolving objections and asking questions. You know, if you're uh, if you're a YouTuber out there or you make videos or you're a learning and development uh, professional or a learning experience designer, you know, you're working on your craft when it comes to design and PowerPoints and e-learning courses or video editing, whatever it may be for you. But continue to work at that and practice and practice and practice. The more you do that, the better you're going to get, the more confidence you have that allows you to persevere and build that grit along the way. Yeah, well said, man. I mean, there's no denying. And, and you know, I've always kind of had this this sentiment, this thought process, but I've been blessed enough um, to have it validated through just the experiences that I'm gaining now um, as a father and watching, you know, Lennox grow. And um, mm -hmm. by the time this airs, we would have just celebrated Lennox's second birthday. So um, I know, obviously, you know, he's not going to consume the podcast now, but because of the legacy that we've been building um, years from Amen. now, he'll be able to hear this. And so I want him to know that that he loves you. Happy birthday. Happy second birthday. Right. But um, one thing that's apparent, right, is that we're naturally blessed with these God given abilities that like the, these things that we just have a knack for. Right. Um, whether it is you just naturally have an ear for music and you have individuals who know how to play just by hearing. Right. Um, and they demonstrate those skill sets or those attributes at a very, very early age or uh, people who are just naturally physically gifted or, um, you know, you have a propensity for for math or language. Right. Like these natural gifts that you have. But it's only through practice and honing those skill sets. Right. That you really unlock their true potential and you start to hit that level of mastery. That allows you to transcend, transcend just being good and naturally good, but just being great and being talented, right? And I think when we think about practice and the importance of practice, the importance of practice is really about getting more comfortable with your tool, with your skill set, with your talent, mm -hmm. your tool, understanding your limits, push, being able to push your limits, right? Because you know when the moment or the situation calls for it, Right. Where it's no longer practice in his real world and I have to produce. There's not a question about my capacity. There's not a question about the the level of output that I can tap into because I've already tested this. Right. I've already tested this. Um, it's part of the reason why the you know, the the workouts in practice are way more challenging than the physical, you know, the physical strain required in the game. Well, why is that? Right. It's well, it's because it's about testing your limits. I mm -hmm. know I know I can, you know, going back to my football days, I know I can carry the rock, you know, 20, 30 times and play, you know, on defense and play special teams with no issues because I just went through, you know, four days worth of practice, you know, two hour practice with an hour lifting before that. That also ended in conditioning. Right. And so physically, I've already I've already tested my capacity. Right. I've tested my capacity for um, just exhaustion and being able to perform at a certain level. And so that's why practice is so important. We do it so that you can get more comfortable with your God given ability, your God given talents, and you can push yourself beyond just great, right, to really elite. And then you also have stress test your capacity so that when it comes time to actually perform, there's no question about your ability to meet the challenge. You already know what you're capable of, and that's why practice is so critically important. Yeah, and the other thing that I would add to that is, you know, you talked about 
you know, kind of from a sports or from a football perspective, you also watch a lot of game film. You also watch film from practice if your coaches have the ability to do that, right? So I think about um, maybe not from a sports perspective, well, even, you know, uh, Olympic lifting, myself and working out with Gary, we're sitting there filming ourselves and going back and looking at the tape. We've taught classes where we've recorded ourselves, right? And we're, we're working on becoming better facilitators and master facilitators where you have to be able to, to go back and look and, and see what were some of the things I did well and then what are some areas of opportunity that I can continue to work on. So again, it's perfect practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and you can facilitate 10, 15 classes, but were you able to get better because you weren't really assessing what went well and what were some things that I can improve on? And then how do I work on those things and the next go around and the next mm -hmm. go around and continuing to put in that work to, again, to allow yourself to, to boost your confidence as you allow your strengths to become even stronger uh, and then do what you can to, to either minimize some of those areas of opportunity or even boost some of those up as well as you continue to improve your skill set. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Well said, well said, well said. So pursue your passions. Practice definitely makes perfect. And then number three, easier said than done, but it's just keep going. Keep going. And I think you even mentioned this a little while ago, like so many times we hit uh, these, these, what we think are roadblocks or, or these challenges and these obstacles, and we just give up. And then we might, you know, you know, give ourselves an excuse, oh, well, this wasn't really meant for me, or that ne negative self talk, I'm never really going to be good at this anyway. So we just stop and we just give up. You have to keep pushing, you have to stick with what you're doing, because that breakthrough is right on the other side. Uh, I think about, you know, that, that cartoon. Uh, picture where you see the guy who he's kind of like in a tunnel and he's digging and he's digging and he's digging and he gives up and then you see kind of the other picture right below it and you know same dude but he's going and like the diamonds are right on the other side you know if you had just kept going one or two more swings he would have been able to get uh, to the treasure you know to that that goal that he was trying to obtain and so many times again we we just quit but perseverance makes you more gritty. So the the more you're able to to not quit, to keep fighting, whether that's a workout where you feel like I'm about to die and I got to keep going, or whether it's a tough situation uh, at work or as an entrepreneur. I mean, we love what we're doing, right? And, and both of us, you know, we have very full-time jobs and, and we do this because we love our legacy leaders. We love um, adding value to hopefully to your life. And, and we love talking about leadership. Uh, but there's times where we're doing things and, and you know, you're not always going to necessarily, especially at the beginning, you know, get the, the reception or maybe the results that you're looking for. But you have to remember your why. You have to stick to, to why you're doing what you're doing in the first place and remember those things so that you can keep going and keep pushing and work your way through it. No, well said, man. Um, yeah, when I think about keep going, the first one of the honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, you know, that's that's the main reason why I hate running on a treadmill. I prefer to like run on the road because I like to put myself in a position where I don't have a choice, but to keep going. Right. Yes. Like I'm so far out, like I got to get to where I'm going. So like, I can't just stop in the middle of the road. Right. Um, so, um, I just, I know how widely important that is. So I love to put myself in that, that situation. But I think going back to what you, what you were talking about, you know, um, and I know a lot of our, our listeners who are entrepreneurs can relate to this, which is, um, you know, some you know, honestly the the one of the the most valuable attributes you have as an entrepreneur um is your ability to continue to press forward with your idea with your vision even when there is doubt from other individuals and maybe even a little bit of self doubt because you never know you never know when it'll all come together and those things will manifest themselves to what your vision actually is. Right. Um, I think about again, like when we got started and recording content and putting stuff out and, you know, some, you know, some stuff would get, you know, hundreds, you know, hundred downloads and views, other stuff will barely break 30. And it, the crazy thing about it too, is, um, there's not necessarily, there's not a science to it, right? Because there is a little bit of, you know, just a timing factor and what people are looking for. And, you know, uh, you know, the stuff that we thought like for sure, like, Oh man, this is, this is a one, like this is about to, they're going to go crazy off of this one. The amount of, uh, you know, we broke stuff down and the video and 
that barely broke 50 views. And then, um, you know, uh, for content that we're just like, all right, hey, let's get together real quick. Like we still put in the same level of preparation, but we're not expecting that, you know, our cold brew and combo segment, you know, is (laughs) is going to end up breaking a hundred and something views in like less than 24 hours. And it's like, oh, I guess y'all really wanted that. All right. Um, (laughs) And so the only way that, you know, the only way that you can continue to, like, the, you know, get closer to these levels that, that we aspire to achieve, right, whether it's an entrepreneur or a leader or um, an athlete or anything like that, these levels that, you know, you we hold as gold standards of excellence is because the only way you get there is through continuing to go, continuing to press forward, con- continuing to, to move towards your passion, to move towards your vision, and because that's what these other individuals have done. They've spent years man i heard i was listening to um uh rick ross talk um and he was you know doing a segment uh where basically he was just talking about his grind right and for those who you know who do know rick ross um you know you know that he is a well-known not only um you know music artist but also entrepreneur um Mm -hmm. in a bunch of different spaces he's obviously expanded beyond music at one point he was um the president of Def Jam South. Um, so he was running that, that record label, a uh, very large record label. And then he's gotten into, um, you know, alcohol and stores and stuff like that. Like he's just, he's really built an empire for himself. Right. But he's just talking about his grind and he was saying, look, I spent, he said, I spent 10 years, 10 years writing music for free before I ever saw a penny off of anything that I created. Right. And then one day this just everything clicked. The the circumstances lent themselves to people understanding his talent, understanding his value, understanding his grind. And from there he was able to, you know, we reach levels of unrivaled success in the span of a couple of years. Now that didn't, mm-hmm. again, that didn't happen overnight. These things that we see, right. We see the, the output, we see the end result, but we don't see the years of just self doubt and grinding and continuing to, to pers- you know, press forward and pursue what you're passionate about. What if after year two, he said, nah, man, I, this is not it for me. I'm not going to write anymore. I'm done. Right. What does that mean for his story? What does that mean for his voice? The the millions of people that have heard his music and resonated with them because it encapsulated their story and it gave them inspiration and it gave them motivation to continue to pursue what they're pursuing. Right. And so you don't know if if for whatever reason, if you guys are listening to this, if you know, you can't find it within yourself to keep going for yourself. Right. Because sometimes we don't give ourselves the same amount of grace as we give other people, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you can't find a reason to keep going for yourself, right, think about the other individuals that you're robbing from being inspired by your story, right? Think about all the individuals that will look to your example from you continuing to go and find that success, like you continuing to press forward, that will look at that example and that will inspire them, to get started and to keep going. Think about the people you're potentially robbing from that perspective, right? So if you can't find the motivation within yourself, because I get it sometimes, think about the example you're setting for others. For me, when we put this grind in, when we talk about talking to our legacy leaders, um, I'm motivated obviously by, you know, what we're, what, what we're per, you know, building and, and pursuing and um, being able to connect with people. But I'm honestly, to be real with you guys, I'm more motivated by the example that I'm building from my boys because I want them to be able to draw inspiration from. You know, I remember, you know, my pops, you know, pops got furloughed. Pops didn't, you know, um, you know, know how you know, we were going to you know make make things happen. Right. We didn't know when, you know, when the, the next bill was going to come due and um, how we were going to make sure that we kept a roof over our heads. And he figured it out. And not only did he figure it out and find a new opportunity and, you know, um, you know, relocate the, you know, our family down south, which nobody in our family had experience doing that before. And also um, end up renting the property, which nobody in our family had experience doing that before. And, he, you know, they had to figure that out. But then he also launched 
this 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 legacy leader learning group leadership learning group venture with his his good friend one of his best friends his brothers right to pour back into other people and set an example um and you know give people the keys and the tips that he's learned along the way around leadership like he didn't just you know uh figure out how can I, I survive? Like he said, okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to figure out how can I thrive, right? How can I build something? And I want them to be able to look back at that. And so that's what motivates me to make sure that I show up and we're prepared and we're ready to do the podcast and we're pouring into this community and we're thinking about different ways that we can continue to grow this because um, even when it's taxing for me, because you, know, you and I both, we just have a lot of things going on, right? It's the example that we're setting for them the example that we're setting for other people in our legacy leader community that look at us and say, damn, they're still putting out content. Like, you know, that last video only got 30 views on it. Right. And then they still showed up the next day and they still put out more content. And that was the video that ended up getting 200 something views. Right. in in 48 hours, that's motivation for me to keep going. So I love everything that you just said, because you, you kind of segued really, really nicely into the fourth tip, which is give your work meaning, right? And um, man, so many, you know, just different memories, but what you just said is, is so true, even where we're at right now. But I do want to go back and say, uh, in all transparency, we to, to just tie the bow really quick on keep going, you're going to make mistakes. That's natural. Don't be afraid of those mistakes. Hopefully you want to make as many mistakes as possible, actually, because you learn from those mistakes and then don't make those same mistakes again. Um, but I, I, you know, even in the intro, like I fumbled as I was going through the intro on, on this episode, but like, you just got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to mess up sometimes. It's okay. Give yourself, like you said, man, sometimes we give other people more grace than we give ourselves. Give yourself some grace and then um, give your work meaning give your work meaning and, and and remember exactly why you're doing it and sometimes you have to to tweak the way that you look at things and you look at your job or you look at the tasks that you have to do um but when you think about and i love what you said about you know the the story of rick ross and even just talking about yourself and um you know i remember when when i was still kind of contemplating and um I mean, we had already decided to to start the chapter of, of Trinity Fitness, uh, but you know those first two years. Uh, so quickly, at one point, I decided that you know I was continuing to follow my passion in the health and nutrition uh, space, and felt like I was being called to to be a part of this particular ministry, this this fitness ministry, um, and start a chapter here in uh, where I'm at, with which is Orlando, and. We started in my garage, you know, thankfully my, my wife, she probably thought I was crazy. You know, she, she knows I'm crazy, but she loves her husband. She's like, hey, go ahead and do the classes in the garage. And I started with like four or five friends. Uh, definitely a number of times you came out there and visited and did workouts in the garage. Uh, and then we kept pushing and we kept pushing. And then the next year we were blessed to be able to get space uh, in our church and be able to use space there, which allowed us to grow a little bit. As I kept going and moving forward and then and really thinking about, OK, I think I need to 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 leave my job and, and the comfort that I have of getting a paycheck every two weeks. And, and what is it going to take for for myself and for my family to to do that and to to open up an actual facility and move away from even kind of the comfort of being at the church and have our own place. But like you said, I thought about my kids. And I could not do this at all. I can stop. I can quit. I have a job. I have a career that was going very, very well. What what lesson am I going to teach them in a negative way if I don't push forward and if I don't do those things? Um, and they were there to witness all of those things. You were there, you know, to, to witness all of those things and, and all of the the successes and and some of the misses that we have and ultimately getting to a point where while we helped so many people and had so many great experiences, it got to a point where from a financial perspective, it wasn't working and we had to close it down. But like, I, I just would not, I don't regret any of those four years, you know what I mean? But it was the meaning in waking up at four o'clock 
and going to a five o'clock class. And sometimes there was one or two people there, mm-hmm. you know, and still uh, coaching and giving everything I got, you know, just as I would if there was 20 or we were blessed when all of a sudden, boom, we had like 50 people in this spot. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to, you know, get all these people doing this workouts. Um, and even us, you know, we talk about cold brews and convos, which happens every Wednesday night in the Facebook group, Legacy Leader Community. If you want to see it, you got to be there or you can catch us live on a YouTube channel. Um, but sometimes we go live and there's nobody there, you know, or there's two people there. But we know why we're doing it. Right. And hopefully they'll catch the replay. Or they'll see the video. But like we still love to teach and we're going to focus on the meaning of why we're doing what we're doing and knowing that. It might not be right now, like literally in the moment, but somebody's always watching. And what are they going to learn from you? How are they going to be inspired by your grit and your ability to persevere, your your courage in the face of adversity, your transparency when you make mistakes, but knowing that you're going to learn from those mistakes and continue to move forward. Like that's that's how you find the meaning in your job. Um, I love that word courage. Good word. Good word. Yeah, you know, it's it's in the face of fear, you know, it's still pressing forward and doing what you need to do uh, to to still chase that dream and chase that goal. Um, so focus on the meaning, especially, uh, you know, when you're thinking about if you're in the workplace or maybe if you're an entrepreneur in a multi-level marketing and you're thinking about, you know, the millions of dollars you can make or you're thinking about bonuses or promotions at your job. Um, I believe it was Jada Kiss that said, you know, when you when you chase the money, that's when the money starts running. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't chase the money. Do what you're doing because of the passion that you have, the meaning that you that you find in what it is that you're doing. Uh, and if that's what God has for you, then the money eventually will come. Um, it's, cr- so, it's crazy too, like just how you hear that echoed so often by highly successful people. And it's not just like, it's not just a flippant statement. Like these people are giving you their testimony. They're giving you things that they've actually done and experienced. Again, we see the end result, but we don't see the years and years of just pursuing what you're passionate about, not seeing a penny, not seeing any, you know, any, any monetary reward for, but that doesn't deter you from still being excellent. I remember, man, I, I was uh, watching um, Bernie Mac. He was doing an interview with uh, Oprah. Um, and I've always been a huge Bernie Mac fan. And, you know, they were just talking to him about him as an as a comedian, as an artist. Right. And, you know, he was, you know, one dry drawing the distinction between like, hey, I'm like Bernie Mac is uh, entertainer, a character. Right. Like, I don't I know that you guys see me on stage and you think like I'm always like this. I am not always like this. Like, this is not how um, I, you know, I'm with my family. This is not how I am when I'm like. You know, when I'm at, my, church, yeah, at I church, I know what video you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like this is, but this is how I am when I'm on stage because it's, if it's for entertainment, right? He's like, I even had to have a conversation with my little, my my daughter, my eight year old daughter, say, hey, you're gonna hear some things, but that's not how daddy is. I'm doing it for entertainment, and you know, and she kept defending him um, as she got older. But they ended up getting into the conversation about the success, the financial success that he was seeing. He was just like, guys, you don't understand, like. I didn't do it for the money. I didn't set out to be a comedian because I wanted some type of financial success. I set out on this because I'm truly, my love for comedy is so deep. I'm passionate about just being the best comedian and my pursuit of just being the best comedian right has afforded me the opportunity to be in this position where I don't have to worry about the financial stability for my family and I just believe that that is so 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 critically important like if you're an entrepreneur if you're a leader as you guys are are pursuing these things and we keep talking about pursuing your passion right like really going after what you love, defining your why, giving your work meaning, right? That's the importance. If you continue to pursue what you're passionate about and continue to find meaning in the work that you're doing, the rest is going to take care of itself. When I set off on this path of leadership, it was not with the expectation that I was going to be, you know, financially, you know, set. That's not why I pursued an opportunity to be in leadership. It's because I was passionate about teaching. I was passionate Mm -hmm. about developing individuals. 
right? And I found meaning in the interactions that I would have with people from these different walks of life with different backgrounds and different experiences that maybe did not think that they could achieve or, you know, achieve success in this space and be able to carve out something meaningful for them and their family. And to be able to play a role in that and to be able to play a role in helping individuals um, find confidence in themselves, find their voice, find um, a skill set or develop a skill set that they didn't even know existed. Like, that's what feeds me. That's what feeds me. And merely through the pursuit of that, I have been blessed enough and fortunate enough to be in a position where I can take care of my family in a means that um, that I didn't even think, you know, I didn't even fathom as a 19-year-old pursuing um, leadership. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Um, the only examples I had around me, like, my father was not in the business space. He worked in government, right? He, you know, he was you know, military, he was law enforcement, and that had been the story for most of the men in my family. They had gone down these paths of public service. And so growing up, I thought that's what, that's what I got to do. It's like, that's mm -hmm. how you take care of your family. You get involved in like a government job, you get a de you know, decent retirement, right? Like you punch the clock, you do your time and they're there. Um, and I've just been blessed enough to have a different path and be able to chart a different path that wasn't necessarily laid out for me. Right. So um, I love, you know, the point you're making about, you know, giving your work meaning and I think about man I'm inspired to your point you know when you were doing classes and there was only one or two people right and you bet on yourself like grit comes down to betting on yourself you bet on yourself mm. right you say hey we'll figure it we'll figure it out because I know that this is what I'm passionate about and this work has meaning and when there was two individuals in there to be able to pour into them the folks that woke up at four o'clock in the morning to be there for the five o'clock in the morning class because for them, the meaning behind that that interaction, that experience was for some of those individuals, you know, based off of what I know and I've observed, it was the difference between them being able to have a certain lifestyle from a health perspective that would allow them to to spend more time with their family, right? To be able to to enjoy more years with their family. Maybe they got confronted with news from the doctor that said, Hey, you have to do something differently about your health and your well-being otherwise you may not get as many years um left with your family as you you would like and them taking that first step and you you know you and your class and you know your ministry was the the life preserver for them right and so that's the meaning behind why you pour into those two individuals the same way you would when you know you had classes of 50 that's the meaning behind why, you know, we pour into the one, two or zero people that show up on our lives the same as we do when we have, you know, several people showing up and participating in webinars and leaving comments and the hundreds of views and all that stuff. Right. It's because you never know. You never know who's listening and what meaning, how meaningful this interaction, this word, this moment can be for them, what that means for them. And so um, we take that very, very seriously. So um, as you're, you guys, again, our legacy leaders, as you're going through this process, you're trying to tap into that grit, you know, give your work meaning, find that meaning. It may seem trivial. It may seem like, uh, it's just one individual to that one individual. That one individual may be way more important for them to hear that word and to get your full attention than if you were speaking to a room full of thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I love what you said just about the interactions and making the most of, of those moments that you have, uh, again, even if it's with those one or two people. So uh, and best believe we're going to get you guys the content. <laughs> we're going to chop it up and we're going to make sure that you get the content one way or another. Facts. So uh, you may not cast it live, but you're going to catch it at some Facts. point. That is for sure. Um, so the the fifth tip that we have for you guys, again, how do you cultivate grit in your workplace on your team as an entrepreneur as a as a business professional um definitely as, as men of faith you have to trust in god right that's for me that is um first and foremost within that as well it's also learning how to trust yourself you know there is there's going to be 
again, situations that were faced with and setbacks. And there was a lot of times where, you know, my confidence started to wane just a little bit. Um, but when I thought about why I was doing what I was doing and the calling that I have, and even now, uh, again, there's again, there's things that happen to us as we're going through this process and uh, it's not always gravy and there's there's setbacks along the way, but we have this vision, you know, for what it is that we're trying to build. We also have the vision of the legacy leaders, some of the faces we know, some of them we don't, you know, but we know that they're out there. You know, we know that there's people in Mexico, in Canada, in Australia, in South Africa that are listening and, and watching this show and watching the Legacy and Leadership podcast. Uh, so when you think about those things, it's trusting in myself, even in the face of those setbacks that I have been blessed again with a certain passion, with a certain calling and certain skill sets that as long as I continue to focus on that, I will continue to be able to persevere and, and continue to build that grit and cultivate that grit in my life as a person, as an individual, but then also showing that and providing that example for the people and the team that are around me. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, when I also think about trusting in yourself, I think about it also from a more practical perspective, right? As we as leaders or entrepreneurs are navigating some of these uncharted territories and you're having to make decisions and you may not have an abundance of data that's available to you to make an informed decision, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's how you're growing your business, you know, do I market here? Do I market there? Right. Um, you know, do I, you know, do I have this type of discussion? Uh, do I think about implementing this process improvement, this change? Right. Um, you know, I, I just think it's critically important that when we talk about trusting yourself, we're talking about instincts, like trusting your instinct as a leader. And I think it can't be um, understated just you know, how as leaders, as entrepreneurs, we've gotten to the positions that we're in because we've proven time and time again our instincts to be correct, right? Um, before I knew the things that I knew about leadership, before I knew, um, you know, all the different concepts that, that were out there from a change management process improvement perspective and Agile and Kazian and Six Sigma and, uh, you know, uh, 4D coaching models, before I knew any of that stuff. What I did know, right, is I, I had an instinct for how to connect with people, how to influence, how to motivate, how to understand what was important to them, how to break, take something that seemed complex and be able mm -hmm. to break it down in a tangible way that was digestible and, and help somebody understand like, oh, this is attainable, right? This is not, this is not far, a far-fetched concept. Uh, that's all I had. All I had to go off of was instinct. I didn't go to any school. Nobody sat me down and taught me all of these things. Right. When I first got started. And then as I've continued to grow my career, I've leveraged my instincts to help influence decisions I made around um, opportunities. I took weight, you know, things that I, I, I took the time to learn and invest my, you know, invest in myself and enrich myself with. Right. And so, again, my advice, you know, for our, for our listeners, our legacy leaders, as they're listening here is uh, critical, important to grit is also trusting your instinct too, like listening to that voice, that that subtle whisper, that voice that's saying, hey, have you thought about this? Hey, you should consider doing this right now. Obviously, you know, you want to. um you know, make sure that, you know, if there's data available, if there's information available, like don't be naive, don't be ignorant, like leverage, mm -hmm. leverage that. But also don't dismiss, don't be on the, uh, the flip side and dismiss your instincts as telling you, hey, even though the data is saying this, right, the data is telling this story. There's also this other component that is not quantifiable that you have to take into consideration and because of that, you should consider this, right? Like you really have to be able to trust yourself, trust your instincts because it's what's gotten you to where you're at. Um, and I think, um, again, you know, maybe even more so, that's probably even more so important for entrepreneurs as you guys are going out and you literally, 
you know, um, as we can relate, building something from the ground up from nothing, right? Um, and it's not necessarily like you have the template laid out in front of you. Um, I know that we don't have a template laid out in front of us for what we've been able to build with the Legacy and Leadership Podcast and the Legacy Leadership Learning Group, right? We are using the data that's available to us, but also using a hell of a lot of instincts um, as mm-hmm. we build this thing out and using each other, obviously, as a sounding board as we make these decisions. And, um, you know, I think um, that has continued to bode well for us um, as, you know, um, you know, you kind of charted off some of the the areas across the world that we've been able to um, lend our voice to and connect with leaders across this globe um, that I honestly think if we didn't listen to our instincts, um, we wouldn't have been able to have the type of reach that we've been able to see so far. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with that instinct, it's also important to, again, when, you, when you're in those situations and maybe your confidence is, is starting to dip a little bit, is to ask yourself, like, what do I trust about myself? And again, kind of getting back to those instincts and then even having people around you that you tr- that you trust that I can ask them, you know, that same question. What are some things that I, that I really should be trusting in myself about? Um, and I remember on the heels uh, of, you know, being away from corporate America for about a year and a half, uh, coming back, working with you again. I was about three to four months in it and was just feeling like, man, like, was I really gone that long? You know, this is this is leadership. Like, you know, these are things that I always felt that I was really good and, and, and great at. Um and having conversations with you and you reminding me, you know, you reminding me uh, of things that I should have trusted in myself and allowed me to say, OK, I'm, I'm taking this feedback. I'm absorbing it. Uh, and he's right. You know what I mean? And then taking that and moving forward and pressing forward from that, uh, which segues into number six, y'all. All right. Six tips for you to cultivate grit as an entrepreneur, as a business person in your workplace or in your your business, your business owner yourself. Um, Surround yourself with gritty individuals. If it wasn't having somebody like yourself, having somebody like Richard and so many others that we worked with that like just magnified and conveyed grit, not perfection, um, expert status in some in some respects, in some areas, but just grit and tenacity and perseverance the amount of things as a team that that we went through and that we fought through uh and the success the amount of success that we were able to have um as again a group of individuals just influencing each other to to work harder to to perfect our skills to develop our skills and to master the things that we were doing and the things that we were passionate about um it was just a hell of a team so when you socialize with other gritty people like you're just naturally going to develop more grit in yourself so surround yourself with gritty people um if you haven't done so yet again I will plug and let you know, get into the legacy leader leader community. community. There's a number of gritty folks in there that are just phenomenal at what they do, how they lead. Um, Some of the folks uh, that we were teamed up with are also in that group. Uh, So just thankful again for being able to be surrounded and blessed to be surrounded by gritty folks that that have helped me develop that. I think about my my uh, my boy, Gary, another one of my best friends as well. And, you know, from the gym perspective, my man is just just grit all the way uh and it makes me mad sometimes but it pushes me because he's just so good at what he does um and can fight through the pain and can fight through the challenges and the obstacles but all of that is just the mental game right and the mental things that we go through and that we fight through that again allows us to persevere and build grit um so you got to have a team man got to have a team of gritty people around you yeah man i i think that's uh that's spot on, man. And, you know, you named a couple of folks that, that instantly come to mind in, the, in that situation. Like when you're talking about like personifying grit, um, that energy is just t- tangible, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the word, the, you know, the, the phrase nowadays is like the vibe, right? Like that, that vibe is tangible, man. When you're surrounded by other people who are just um, resilient, um, scrappy, like just solution oriented, like, bro, we don't have like, you know, just a squad of MacGyvers, you know what I mean? Like all we got is shoestring and, and chewing gum <laughs> and and we are going to figure out how the hell we're going to build, you know, a rocket ship. 
right? Yes. Um, that just feeds something. You know what I mean? It, 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 it feeds you. It feeds the spirit. It also lets you know that you're not in the fight alone. Because um, yes. I think, admittedly, human beings by nature are um, are courageous in groups. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when there's a, a swell of people um, committed to something, right? Like you, you're able to find that additional level of courage. It's like, all right, it's not me going it alone, right? Like I got people with me. I got people backing me up. Um, and so you got to be able to play into that, right? And, you know, you guys have probably heard it said 17 you know, billion different ways, right? You know, you show me, you know, you show me your friends, you show me the people you surround yourself with, you're telling, you know, you show mm-hmm. me who you are or um, you know, the phrase that, um, you know, the first four people you interact with on a daily basis are the, fir- are the people that you're the most like, right? And it's because we naturally, um, again, as human beings, we pick up on these, these, these tendencies, skill sets, experiences, like these quirks, and we learn from them and we incorporate them into our personalities and our approaches, right? I mean, we've been ingrained to learn that way from the time that we were brought into this earth, right? As a child, like I think about everything that Linux is learning. He's learning from observation. He's learning from what mm-hmm. how he sees me and his brother and his mother and the television and just kind of all of those things, you know, he's getting ready to... Um, make the leap into to daycare and start being around some other kids. And so I know I'm prepared that he's going to be coming, coming home from daycare with, uh, you know, just different, you know, quirks in his bag from things that he's picked up from, you know, being around his teachers and other kids. Right. Um, and so um, knowing that we're always, we're wired like that from birth, that doesn't stop as you continue to grow. And so, um, you know, my prior experiences, I've been able to pick up some phenomenal, um, attributes and examples from other individuals. Again, things that I still carry with myself to this day um, that have definitely um, been ingrained in terms of you know my leadership approach and my personality and my my leadership philosophy. And there's things that I'm learning today um, for sure. Right? Um, you know, I recently was just kind of sharing with you um, um, a meeting that I had that uh, was just like it was really. Um, just impactful for me, you know what I mean? Small Mm -hmm. group, but, you know, to be able to sit down with, um, you know, uh, the CEO of an organization that's kind of lauded for its um, success from a financial perspective, but also from a customer perspective and just an innovation perspective and um, to get insights and to glean how, you know, these individuals, they think, they process, they think about the customer, they think about the experience, they think about business, they think about entrepreneurship, they think about growth, like to learn those things and to be mm-hmm. surrounded by that. Like I can just, I can already see how that man is manifesting itself in my interactions and my, my thinking after, you know, having that exposure. And so, um, again, it's just critically important. Surround yourself with greedy people. Look for that attribute, seek it out. And when you seek it and when you see it, um, not don't just observe it from a distance, but be a part of it, acknowledge it, right? Glean from it, pull from it. Um, and when you inevitably run into a situation that challenges you, right? And you find yourself viewing it as a roadblock and not a rest stop, reach out to those gritty individuals for guidance, mm-hmm. right? Because again, they could just be a wellspring of knowledge and resource and encouragement and motivation that will allow you to continue to tap into your own grit, that next level of resiliency and push through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to our legacy leaders, there you have it. In its basic terms, grit really comes down to perseverance and that passion for meaningful long-term goals and how do you fight and work through the obstacles that inevitably are going to come along the way. Uh, We just brought down six tips to help you cultivate that type of grit in the workplace, in your own small business as an entrepreneur, uh, if you're in the business world in corporate America, uh, again, making sure that you pursue your passions. Um, know that practice, perfect practice, makes perfect. Keep going. Don't quit. Uh, fight through those situations. Um, assess yourself. Make adjustments and keep going. Give your work meaning. Make sure that even in some of the the most mundane tasks that you might have to do, find meaning that fuels that passion and then trust yourself. Rely on your instincts. 
Uh, and if you're losing some confidence, remind yourself about what can I really trust in myself? Uh, and if you need to ask other people that same question so they can remind you and you can continue to, to rebuild your self-belief. And then last but not least, again, surround yourself with other gritty individuals. Uh, if you do those six things, you'll be able to cultivate that grit in yourself and definitely cultivate that grit in the workplace and within your team. Um, through all those processes and trying to, to persevere and push forward, um, you may lose focus, right? Sometimes when you have so many things going on and projects and you can't seem to get them done, you have this long to-do list and you're, you feel like you're never able to accomplish that. Um, if you're having those type of challenges with your focus and you're really looking to develop a laser-like focus that allows you to achieve success and attain the goals that you're trying to obtain, then you really need to check out our Focus for Success online course uh, that we just launched about a week ago. Uh, within this course, you're going to have an over 30-page ebook that's breaking down four specific areas and a lot more, but four areas that are going to help you to develop that laser-like focus. Uh, you're also going to have two different video series, one where Devon breaks down uh, distraction diffusion and, and really focusing on taking a look inside of yourself and your personality and once you have a good idea of that and what makes you tick how do you use that to diffuse all of the distraction in your life uh, and then another nine-part video series where I start to break down productivity secrets giving you the tools and the information that you need and breaking down and showing you how to use these different tools um, to figure out what's most important uh, as opposed to things that are not important and urgent in other people's lives and then using these tools to make sure that you're able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Check out uh, the show notes. You'll be able to find the link in the description. Again, we definitely know that it's going to be of value to you. So go ahead and check that out. The Focus for Success e-learning course, again, created by uh, Devon and myself and the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, Again, to all of our legacy leaders, man, we, we really, really appreciate you listening. Please show us some love. Make sure that you leave a comment, like, and again, share this with other people that you know would get value out of this episode uh, and even additional episodes that we've put out in the past. If you want to reach out to us again, join us in the Facebook community, Legacy Leader Community. Uh, you can join us and among other gritty individuals where we're having conversations. Uh, we're going live every Wednesday. A lot of resources in there, again, to help you with time management, uh, focus, how to build grit in your life, perseverance, so many different topics that we tackle specifically within that group. You don't want to miss that. And then follow us on IG and Twitter at Legacy Leadership. You can follow myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr. on uh, Instagram and also follow Devon at Leadership Docent. Uh, and then LinkedIn. Facebook, and of course, on YouTube as well, Legacy in Leadership Podcast. We'd love for you to follow us on all those different platforms, wherever you're at. That's where we're going to be, again, giving you different types of flavor of the content that we have coming out for you to help you live as a leader worth following, then lead others to do the same, and in doing so, leave a legacy for generations to come. Right, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about what is resilience? So we just broke down what is grit. We're going to be talking about what is resilience and the importance of resilience and grit for you as an entrepreneur, for you as a business person, a small business owner in your workplace. We're going to be breaking that down for you in the next episode. So stick around for that. Um, again, we're dropping these episodes every Wednesday uh, for our legacy leaders out there. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys very much. God bless stay and stay encouraged. encouraged. On that beat, going crazy. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.